0: We are going to uh, close out our series that I've been doing for the last several months on Sunday, uh, Be Transformed. It's a transformation series that we believe that God wants us to be transformed in so many areas in our lives, spiritually, physically, financially. God wants us to be blessed. How many believe that this morning? God wants us to be... Uh, a blessed people he has provided in his word uh, for you and I to, to to be healthy because when when we are healthy when we are spiritually healthy when we are physically healthy when we are healthy in our emotions uh, then God is able to bring us into his 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 ultimate blessings and to bring us into the place uh, of of security and and power that he has provided for us. Because it's those times when uh, we're not feeling well physically, when spiritually we're we're down, or even emotionally when we're struggling, that we allow the enemy to have a foothold in our lives. And that robs us from the blessing that God wants to bring. So this morning, simple question, how many want to live a healthier and longer life? Yes, what a question! We all want to do that. Well, in the book of Proverbs, it speaks about paying attention to God's word. This is not my text, but in the book of Proverbs and through many different scriptures, it speaks about paying attention to the word of God, and uh, the results uh, will bring health uh, and strength uh, in our lives. Proverbs chapter four and twenty verse twenty-two says. Uh, these words are the secret of life and health to all who discover them. You see, when you get into the Word of God and you start to dig for the gold, start to discover what God's Word has to say about your life and these different areas spiritually, physically, mentally, financially the Bible says uh, there's going to be health. We'll be healthier when you get into the Word of God. How many believe that this morning? It, it's a source of health. It's a source of, of, of fruitfulness and healing. Proverbs 14, 30 says, peace of mind makes the body healthy. How many know when you get into the Word of God that the peace of God is there? When you get into God's Word, that's why the enemy finds us so much to get into the Word of God. Because it's the Word of God that gives us the strength and the health uh, and and the courage uh, that we need to press forward in the kingdom of God. One of the things that destroys and, and contaminates the health that God wants to give us in all of these areas and the peace of mind is called stress. Everybody say that word with me, stress. Some of your eyes are popping out right now. Saying the word stress. Every single one of us here this morning is familiar with stress. I was reading uh, in preparing for this, this message that uh, Americans are one of the most stressed out people on the face of the planet. It says that 50 did a study, the American Society of Stress and, and, and Study, they did a study that said 55% of Americans are stressed out every day. Think about that. 55%. That means that probably half of you right now are stressed out about something. There's something going on in your life, something's taking place uh, that has caused you to be stressed out. I read another study that says millennials, ages 18 to 33, and Gen Xers ages 34 to 47. Sorry, that leaves a lot of us out. Oh, here we go. And matures. I like that word, matures. They don't call us old people. They call us matures. 67 and older join them in in reporting that levels uh, of stress are higher than they consider to be healthy. Stressing out is one of the most counterproductive things that we can do in life because it does no good and it does a lot of harm to us in so many different ways. There is nothing beneficial about being stressed and yet every day it seems that you and I find something to be stressed out about. We're going to look at Psalm chapter 23 in a few moments and we're going to see what Scripture has to say about being stressed out. But first we want to ask ourselves a question, what is stress? Well, it's something that seems to come automatically. It's a physical and a mental and emotional response when we're facing challenges in life. And how many know life can be challenging? Some of us have challenges we're facing today, tomorrow, and the next week. And uh, as, as the study said, 55% of you are already stressed out about those challenges. Stress is something that happens to everybody, especially and even in the life of God's people. Stress is being worried about the future. Stress is, is, is being worried about un- things that are uncertain. It's the what-ifs in life. Too many people like to play the what-if game. You sit up at night and you think, what if tomorrow, or what if next week, and we play the what-if game and we begin to stress out about something that hasn't even occurred because it's already developing in our mind, in our thinking. So stress has to do with what might happen tomorrow, and next week, and there are some in here this morning who are probably already stressed out about next year. And you know what? Stress wears you out. It tires you out. It saps your strength. When you allow stress to control your life, it robs you of the blessing of God, the fruitfulness, and and and. And the abilities that God wants to let you experience the blessings, the goodness of God. Stress interferes with that. What causes stress? Usually when things are out of our control, when we have no, no hands on, where we can't fix the problem, there's no way for us to take care of it. it causes us to feel vulnerable. Stress makes us feel like we're unprotected. Against those things in life, family causes stress. Now, no looking around, but I mean, know because sometimes family can stress us out. Husbands stress us out. Wives, wives stress us out. Husbands, kids stress us out. Dogs even stress us out. People get stressed out in work. And you know, too bad a lot of folks get stressed out when they come to church. The enemy loves to allow stress to take a a foothold in our life so he can distract us and rob us from the blessing of God. You know, when we came in this morning and we started to worship, uh, you felt the liberty. You felt the freedom of God, the Holy Spirit moving freely. And what that was, was the lifting away of all the cares of the world. When you start to focus on God and begin to sing and worship the Lord, it seems like all cares are gone. And then when, we, when the music stops, there the enemy comes, yeah, but what if? And what about this and what about that? And wants to come in and begin to contaminate the very thing that God, through worship and praise, has set us free. See, stress has three main features. Number one, it causes insecurity. When you are stressed out, you feel insecure. I'm not sure if I can deal with this. I'm not sure if I can handle it. Stress makes us feel helpless. Nothing I can do about it. You've been in those areas when you're stressed out and, you know, I feel like, what's the use? I can't, I can't fix it anyway. And then stress causes people to be isolated. It causes isolation. makes you feel like there's nobody to help. You're stressed out about this thing and you're looking around and now they don't have the answer. No, they can't help me and I'm just, I just feel like I'm all alone in this situation. That's what COVID did. It caused so many young people, so many, so many, so many adults to, to be stressed out for those two plus years in their life because there was no real answer to the solutions, the problems that they were facing. No solutions. Just had to deal with it. It was out of our control. And we were isolated. And it caused so many deaths and caused so many suicides simply because of stress. Last week, we had Hurricane Hillary. People were stressed out about the hurricane. Is my house going to live? Is the roof going to fall apart? But we survived Hillary twice. (laughs) And so let's take a look at what God's Word has to say about overcoming and defeating stress. Psalm 23. And with each point that I'm going to speak about, the Bible speaks to you and I that we need to apply faith to every aspect and every point that I'm going to talk about that's going to help us overcome stress. The Word of God says that without faith, what? It is impossible to please Him, to please God. So we need an element of faith to be applied to these things I'm going to be speaking about. Psalm 23 and the first six verses. Number one, we need to look to God to meet all of our needs. Stress happens when we look everywhere else except for to God. In Psalm 23 and verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my God. Protector, in other words. So I have all I need. I have all I need. Because why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. You see, we get stressed out because we look to everybody else to meet our need except for God. And so the point is this morning, we need to stop looking to other people to meet needs that only God can meet. Stop looking to this one and that one and over there. When God is the source, he's our shepherd. He's our redeemer. And he has the answers and the power and provision to everything that you're going to sense and feel. And I understand many times, and more often than not, we look to our husbands, our wives, our friends and families, even celebrities and so on, to look for help when we're stressed out. And, you know, thank God that that they're there. We appreciate that. But eventually, they will run out of solutions and not have the answers uh, to those things uh, that we are going through in those situations that we're facing. And we need to stop looking to to everyone else. Yes, we have have friends and family to help us through times, uh, but yet God needs to be the number one source that we turn to first to deal with those issues of stress. How do you know when you're not trusting God? How do you know when you're not looking to God? It's called worry. It's when you're worried. That's the number one signal that you're, that you're looking around everywhere else for answers except for God. Because worry is always the number one source of stress. It's the beginning We start to worry, and that worry brings anxiety, and we start to go crazy. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, reads this way. Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, won't he also surely give us everything else we need? I mean, think about that. Think about when you get stressed, Your stress would drop dramatically if you just thought about how much God loves you. Think about how much God cares for you. How much God gave uh, to save you. You matter to God. You're a child of God. And so you want to reduce your stress levels. Start with looking to God first for all your needs uh, and for all those things that you're going through. And stop looking at the things that stress you out. Philippians chapter 4, and in verse 6, the Apostle Paul writes these words. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Tell your requests to God. So how do we keep from being stressed or anxious? Number one, we need to come to God in every situation. Not some, but every circumstance that comes against you in life. Pray about it. Come to God and make your requests known to Him. And say, God, this is what's stressing me out. This is what's making me anxious. God, I need your help. And when you pray and worship God, I guarantee you, your stress levels will begin to go down. So this morning, when you're worried, when you're stressed out, say to yourself, by faith, by faith, I trust God to meet my needs uh, and I will not be stressed. By faith. Everything we do is by faith. Secondly, when you're stressed out, not only do you turn to God, but you need to learn to rest in the Lord. Rest in God. We're so busy, aren't we? Life is busy. I mean, when you look at even kids in the nursery, they're busy. I mean, they're busy doing stuff, they're busy looking for things and fighting with other kids and biting and kicking and looking for toys and crying, and they're busy. Life is full of busyness. Psalms 2, verse 3, or Psalms verses 2 and 3, he says, Let me rest in green meadows. He brings me to lie down. He causes me to rest in green meadows or pastures. God's plan for rest for you and I requires faith. Faith is involved in everything we do for God. In other words, rest means that we have confidence that accepting by faith what jesus has done for us he is finished and completed in order for us to be children of god so many people get stressed out about am i saved or not did, did i say the right words at baptism or did not, did i not did they pray for me did they leave me down long enough or did, did i need to do it all over again I mean, did I pray enough today, or, 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 or am I going to hell because I forgot one? You know, people stress out about their salvation. But we need to rest in the Lord knowing that Jesus accomplished everything through faith by that needed to be done for our sins to be forgiven. He finished His work just as in creation. It says that God rested on the seventh day. You know, it's a good thing that we, for you and I, the seventh day, our Sabbath is Sunday. It's a good thing to come to church and not go to work. God, God set aside the Sabbath for rest. In Him, to take a break. From your labors, no matter how much they want to pay you to work Sunday. Because you're only going to be stressed out at work. You're going to be stressed out about this and the other and and so on and so forth. When you can come to church and worship God and let that stress be gone, rest in the Lord that the work has been completed in your life. God wasn't tired when He rested. Some people thought He was worn out, He needed a break. He worked so hard those six days that he needed a seventh day to relax and rest. No, he rested because the work was finished. He did all that needed to be done, completion. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Too many Christians get stressed out about whether they're saved or not. If you said the sinner's prayer, and you're serving Jesus Christ, you love Jesus, you accepted him into your life as your Lord and Savior, and you're walking with him, you're born again. You're saved. Stop stressing. There's no work that you can do that's going to get you saved. No matter how many flyers you, don't, you, you, you can pass out, how many people you can witness to, it's not works that gets you into heaven. It's faith in Jesus Christ. It's by God's grace, God's grace, that we are born again. When you receive Jesus Christ, you became a child of God by God's will, not, by you and, not anything you and I could ever do. So stop trying to work your way into heaven. Because it's not going to happen in the book of Hebrews chapter four, it speaks about the promise of entering in to God's rest, as well as it gives us a warning in Hebrews chapter four and verse one. It says, "Therefore, since the promise remains of entering His rest, there's that promise. Let us fear." or be careful, or weary, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. How do you come short of God's rest? What does that mean? Well, it means that we we stand or, or come to a place where we begin to reject what Jesus has done, the completed work that he finished on Calvary's cross and on the third day defeating death and hell, ascending into heaven and becoming our advocate. He says, be careful, fear lest you stop entering into uh, that grace of God's salvation. He completed the work and refers also to, to the Hebrews in verse 2. For this is the good news, because they were faithless. Remember, everything has to have an element of faith. And what happened to the Hebrews? For this is good news, the message that God wants to save us has been given to us, just as it was to those who lived in the time of Moses. But it didn't do them any good. Why? Because they didn't believe it. They did not mix it with faith. They saw deliverance They experienced deliverance, but they also experienced trials, opposition. They experienced the enemy's lies and deceptions, and they began to panic, and they rejected God's word and God's promise that he completed the work, and he was going to bring them into the promised land. And this is what Hebrews is warning you and I against of rejecting the work of Jesus Christ uh, that he finished, he paid the price once and for all for our salvation and there's nothing that you and I could ever do to win it or to earn it uh, and that God has already done it for us. Don't reject that truth of God's word. Because if you don't mix faith with the word of God, guess what? You will lose it. We are saved through grace by faith in Christ Jesus. And if you don't mix it with faith, you're going to forget what God said. That's exactly what happened to Israel. They allowed what, what they learned in Egypt, they allowed those things, those customs uh, that they experienced. And we, we, we saw that as uh, Moses came down from the mountain. What happened? There was a golden calf. They rejected the Word of God. They rejected God's rest. In John 1, 11, it says, He came to His own people, and even they rejected Him. The Scriptures were speaking about a Savior, a Redeemer, and yet they still rejected, even as uh, Jesus went into the temple and He read the prophecy. They constantly doubted God's promises. Instead, they kept looking back and depending on the religious works, rituals, and practices. See, this morning, let's not harden our heart against God's love like Israel did by not resting in his promises. Let's learn to rest in the word of God. In the grace of God, in the goodness of God. In First John, John chapter 1 and verse 12 there it says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Are you a child of God this morning? You're a child of God this morning. How do you know that? Because God's word says that you are. He says that I am. When we learn to rest in the Lord, he's going to renew our strength and remove that junk, that strength, stress and anxiety from our lives. In verse 3 in Hebrews 4, it says, For only we who believe can enter in to his rest. This morning, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, you need to accept Jesus Christ. God's grace will be upon your life by faith, not by anything you can do. He will give you life, forgive you of your sins, and cause you to become a child of God when you accept him as the Son of God and your Lord and Savior. So this morning, when you feel stressed out about your salvation. Say to yourself, by faith I will rest in the Lord and I will not be stressed. When the devil lies to you and says, well, what makes you think you're saved? Get behind me, devil. I'm saved by faith, by the grace of God. I'm not going to be stressed out. The third thing we need to do that Psalm says in verse 3 is go to God for direction. People get stressed out when they're looking for answers, don't we? When we're looking for direction, in verse 3, it says, He guides me in the right paths for His name's sake. Indecision is a common source of stress. We have a hard time making decisions. Go to the restaurant and look at the menu. You're stressing out over, what am I going to order? I mean, simple thing. You just need to eat. But we're stressed out. Is it a number 16, a number 1, a number 25, a number 134? Some menus, they got 10 pages, more than the Bible does almost. <laughs> people get stressed out about decision-making. People follow. Usually, they get, they get accustomed to following what everybody else has said, especially in this day and age. More than ever before, people look to somebody else for answers people they consider credible or experts or trusted friends, which sometimes I get it, but remember, again, you need to go to God. I read about social influence. Among social media users aged 18 to 54, 21% have made a purchase as a result of an influencer's recommendation. Among Gen Z social media users, the number shoots up to 32%. This shows that Gen Z consumers are much more likely than other generations to be influenced by influencer recommendations. We become, uh, what is the word I'm looking Adjusted, brainwashed to look for other people to see what they think to justify what we're going to do. Oh, if they like it, then I must going to be like it. If they bought it, then it must be for me. If if they said it was good, then it must be good for me. It went on to say about seventy percent of teenage YouTube subscribers say they trust influencer opinions over others. That means more than their mom and dad. So they'll turn to what. social media influencer says they should do, be, or want more so than what their parents are saying or or a guardian or someone who's a family member. Amazing. This morning, when you have a decision, some of you are are, are in a a, a place of decision. Some of you are looking to make some choices and decisions in your life. In Psalm 118 and verse 8 and 9, it says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes or those who are higher up or those who are popular or famous. Make God your number one source for direction in life. Go to your pastors. Go to go to, to your your spiritual leaders. And stop going to all the social TV, media, people for how to believe or think or what to, 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 how to raise your kids. How, how to get a better marriage. Look to the Word of God. It's got all the answers. God's Word will give you the, the right path to go on. In Psalm 119, and we're in verse 105, the psalmist says, your Word is a lamp. It lightens my feet, and uh, it is a light for my path. It's God's word that does that. So, this morning, when you're stressed about decisions you have to make in life, by faith, say to yourself, I trust God to guide me at the right time, and I won't be stressed out. By faith, I trust God to lead me. By faith. Number four. Trust God in the dark times. How many know that we all face dark times? The psalmist spoke about that in verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, dark times, I will feel nor- fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod, your staff, comfort me. Common source of stress is loss. You ever lose your keys? What happened? You start singing praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I feel good? No. Ah, what am I going to do now? We start looking around and, 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 and stressing out, and oh, no, where did I live? We start tearing the house apart because we're stressed out. Lose your car. Where did I park it? Some of us getting along. <laughs> I thought it was in that aisle. Oh, no, somebody stole it. No, mature Christian, you parked it over there. (laughs) See, we get stressed out about loss. But those really aren't the dark valleys. The dark valleys of the shadow of death are when we lose a friend, loved one, by separation or by death. Those are the dark valleys we all experience at one time or another in life. And it's during these times that we experience two things, grief and fear. The number one thing, grief, it brings sorrow. This is an emotion that God created in us. I spoke about that some time ago. Jesus experienced grief. When Lazarus passed and died, and he was there with the family, and they were weeping and crying, and he was crying with them. He was grieved, the Bible says. It's an emotion that God created in us to bring healing, sorrow, to, to, to show how we loved and cared about that person. That's grief. That's okay. But then the second one we experience at loss is Fear. Fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is paralyzing. Remember, stress is worrying about the future. What's going to happen now? And that's what happens at loss. We fear about now what's going to take place because it's a future that Satan causes us to focus on. How are we going to face that? How are we going to get through? I'll tell you how you get through. You turn your back on the valley of the shadow of death and you look at the light of God's word that's going to help you through those times uh, when you're grieving, when you fear. The Bible comes in and begins to, to, to build your faith and begins to give you strength uh, to make it through day by day. First John chapter 4 and verse 18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Satan is a tormentor. He loves to torment the people of God. And when we experience loss, that is when he comes to bring torment. And what we need to do is to rise up, and stand in the faith that God has given to us. The scripture goes on to say, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loves us. Understand, when you remember how much God loves you, Know that you are a child of God. That is going to cast out fear. That is going to drive out fear because there is no fear in God's perfect love. The devil is a liar. So when you're stressed out about the valley of the shadow of death, say to yourself, by faith, when I'm ready to give up, God knows what I need to do and who I need to stand with. Psalm is said in in Psalms 142 and in verse 3, when I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way that I should turn. God knows the way you need to go. He knows the direction you need to go in, as I said before. And he knows and understands uh, the grief and the loss and the pain that you, that you experience, that we all experience at one time or another. But turn your back on it and turn yourself to the, God, the light of God's word. And then and lastly, God, let God be my defender. You prepare in verse 5 a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows. A common source of stress is when you're criticized. When we're opposed in an area of our lives. But it takes faith to trust God that he's going to be our defender, that he's going to be there and make a place uh, where our enemies can be destroyed and put down. Have faith. Let God fight our battles. Psalms 18, the first two verses, the psalmist writes, How I love you, Lord. You are my defender, my protector, and my strong fortress. In you I am safe. You protect me like a shield. It takes humility to let God fight our battles, doesn't it? It takes humility to humble ourselves and say, I'm not going to take care of it. I know I want to. I know I probably could in my own way, but I'm going to stand back and let God deal with it. He's my buckler, my shield, my fortress, my defender. When you're afraid and fear is gripping your life, because of someone or something. There's a song that says, the things that I am afraid of are afraid of God. And we need to understand that when we stand in the word and the promises of God, God will never fail us. I close with this scripture before we get to that song. In First Peter 4:19. so if you are suffering according to God's will, Keep on doing what is right, and trust yourself to the God who made you, for he will never fail you. Do you believe that this morning? Give God praise. Hallelujah. God is there, our protector, our provider, our healer. Go ahead, guys.
1: Shaking, and my heart's pounding. You always take me, make me lie down in peaceful fields where I can clear my head. Cause I get so overcome with anxiety, like there's an enemy living inside of me, like a mocker yelling out, telling lies to me, and I don't feel brave, but I. Still I can hear the fear calling out to me wait till they see who's standing behind me i walk through the valley of shadow